What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. We got a brand new episode for everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing fantastic, man. So a little hurt that the Giants lost, but, you know, um, I didn't really think they were going to get this far uh, past the Eagles. So overall, it's a great season. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, I mean, it's a, good, it's a step in the right direction, right? You went from a, from a terrible, terrible team last year, terrible record, what, 3-14, and 4-13, something like that. So a, play, a playoff team, and uh, you know, I think, and one that, that has showed some promise. You know, good, good, uh, good coach. I got the team playing well. I got some good young pieces. I think the big question will just be Daniel Jones moving, moving forward. Oh yeah, I mean, let's get right into it, man. We got the NFL wrap up another playoff week. Um, not as good as last week, but um, definitely some uh, interesting games. Um, we got the Chiefs. They beat up on the Jags. Jags wasn't just ready, man. They weren't ready for that uh, that playoff push. Yeah, you know, I, I I felt like this was this was prime for them to take the opportunity. I mean, Mahomes gets hurt. Uh, you got Henny in, you know, for a series. He he puts a 98 yard TD drive on you, and then just the rest of the game. I mean, Mahomes was clearly injured, and I felt like you know the, the they didn't do anything to 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 speed him up to to put some pressure on him. I felt like he didn't face any pressure in the second half when he came back in and then, you know, allowing Kelsey that, you know, catch 14 balls and two touchdowns. It's just, it was just poor coaching, uh, poor game plan. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I still think that the Jags had a chance there. I mean, two, two turnovers in the fourth quarter when they were down a touchdown. Yeah. So I think they're, they're close. Obviously I think Doug Peterson's jolted them a little bit. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, obviously, you know, the back half of the season really picked up his, his play. And uh, they got some nice pieces they could probably use a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I, I like the direction they're heading in. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, uh, you know, they're going to have uh, Calvin really uh, next year. So that's going to give him another receiver. And they just got to beef up that defense. So Yeah, I, I think that's that's where they need some help is on the defensive side of the ball. I think their their offense, again, was pretty good. But, but yeah. If they can do that, I, 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 you know, they'd probably uh, pick to win the, uh, at least win the AFC South again next year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, it all plays out. But definitely looking forward to it. Sure. And then and then on the other games, um, AFC side, we got the Bengals. They beat up on the Bills. Kind of, we, I kind of didn't think it was going to be a, as, as of a lopsided game. I felt like... Uh, like uh, we talked about it off air that the uh, the Bengals are playing on the green screen because it did not look like that snow affected them at all, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was, uh, it was kind of funny. I mean, um, you know, before the game, uh, Zach Taylor, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow all said they've never played in the snow before, um, and they, uh, you know, like I said, they didn't they didn't skip a beat. I don't know how much of that was to do with, uh, you know. Um, they're the way they were playing, but I, I just felt like Bengals were those receivers were wide open, and yeah. Buffalo the Buffalo defense did a, did just an awful job of, of containing them. And to be honest, like down the I'd say down the back half of the season there and, and into the playoffs, 
Buffalo's defense really struggled. So yeah, you know, couple that with a uh, you know Josh Allen having a rough game, and uh, and you know it's another Bills uh, playoff exit. Oh yeah, definitely. Had a, I felt like uh, the fact that Von Miller wasn't there hurt 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 them a lot. It seemed like they didn't have any pass rush. They didn't put any pressure on Barrel. Um, and then uh, the the uh, Bengals uh, offensive line and defensive line pretty much ran that game. So. They're going to have to go back to the drawing board as far as the Bills and uh, beef, beef up that interior on that defense. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the other side, NFC side, I mean, we had the we had the Eagles. I mean, they beat up on the Giants. Um, wasn't too much here. We couldn't, couldn't really get too fancy. They know what we do. They, you know, we know we knew what they do, but they just went out there and they uh, did it better. So um, ultimately, like I said, it was definitely a good season. I mean, the Giants going to have to lot. Giants are going to have a lot to do and to to, uh, decide on this offseason if they expect to try to get back into the playoffs. So, yeah, you know they they got they got some work to do. But uh, you know on the other side, I I I did feel like the the Eagles came out and 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 played with some fire and and, uh, you know I felt like uh, you know they had they probably had a lot more to lose obviously than than the Giants. And people are, you know, are already kind of questioning whether they were a worthy one seed and, and all this. And and I'll tell you what, they came out and looked like uh, the best team in the league, um, the best team left, I would say, uh, for for most of that game, running running the ball, um, throwing it, you know, hurts in the pocket, hurts out of the pocket. Uh, obviously, Sanders gained well, and and uh, Scott, you know, putting up a couple hundred yards rushing, um, and the defense obviously, you know, shutting down Saquon and company. What's so, crazy um, was was crazy was was uh when they were like announcing like you know people making tackles and making plays I'm like how the hell they get all these people on their defense man <laughs> yeah it's kind of like the Tampa Bay team from a few years ago you didn't you don't realize that all these guys are on this team and until yeah like you said they start they start ripping off names and you're just like huh that's where he that's where he was yeah I was like he's here what <laughs> yeah that and and you know like we talked about heading into the playoffs I feel like uh, Philly, Philly um, really kind of benefited uh, from that buy and, and getting guys healthy. They had a couple kind of big injuries down the stretch that, that they were able to, with the lead that they had in, in the uh, in the division and and you know that that bye week, were able to get these guys back. Oh yeah, they were definitely uh, well rested. I mean, you could see it; they were just out there flying. Um, yeah. Everybody was fresh. Everybody was out there making plays that needed to make plays. Your boy uh, Bradbury got one over on us for uh, you know letting <laughs> I was, him go. I, I almost I almost texted you that one to see if it uh, see if that one hurt a little bit. Oh yeah, I definitely thought I was like, oh man, he's going to team, man. But you you know he definitely was coming out to play, playing against his former team that uh let him go while he was a Pro Bowler, which was I mean you know it was a cap cap casualty, but mm-hmm. um I mean there's nothing you can do about it, man. Definitely, uh, like I said, the Giants have a lot to do this offseason. You know, first, they got, they got to decide, you know, on uh, bringing back da- uh, Danny Dimes and uh, Saquon. And then uh, they got to go out there and get some receivers. Uh, not much in a receiver market outside of free agency. They might have to make the trade for Hopkins and then uh, try to sign Odell. That's the only thing I could think of they could do, man. Then they got to work on that offensive line, and we got to get a lot of that secondary fixed. Some uh, guys that probably going to be some free agents, but might not hit the market. You know, they got those safeties in uh, uh, Cincinnati, but I don't think any of them will hit the market. Maybe one due to uh, cap, you know, cap issues. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not many top corners either. Um, just some uh, okay guys. So 
Hopefully, uh, uh, typically teams aren't letting corners go. They're they're uh, few and far between. Yeah, when I was at the corner market, it's pretty much a bunch of few older guys, but uh, nobody that stand out where you're like, ah, oh, you know, I gotta pick him up. But like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see, uh, you know, what they decide to do this off season. Yep, yep, they got they got some work to do, that's for sure. Then we got the the other NFC game. We had the Cowboys and the 49ers. 49ers defense showed up. Cowboys defense showed up, but they, you know, they couldn't get a, enough stops. Boston, it was a close game. I mean, the Cowboys offense just couldn't deliver, man. I think they were hurt when out. Hurt pretty bad when out. Uh, Tony Pollard went out. Yeah, I think I think that that really changes their offense. I mean, I think he's just a more dynamic player. Obviously, Zeke is still good, he's, but he's a he's a different kind of player. You know, he's he's a little more powerful. Uh, down your throat kind of guy and, and Pollard's more dynamic and explosive and can can catch the ball in the backfield and can do a lot of things um so yeah when when he got he went down i think it just changes changes the way that they want to run their offense I felt like it was uh over i mean it was over for the man on parlay after he went down um <laughs> they, i mean Dak Dak's got to play better as a quarterback can't have those turnovers yep and then uh those receivers you got to pay attention to your feet man cuz you can't catch the ball and uh, pretty much do one foot in and one foot out, man. Especially when uh, yeah. you know you need a first yeah. down. It's a, definitely a big whiff uh, by Schultz on that last uh, on that last drive. You know, being pushed backwards out of bounds. Uh, obviously, if you're uh, all you need to do there is fight forward or or jet dive forward a little bit. You get a timeout or you get the t- the uh, ball out of bounds. Um, and then on the other one, yeah, you know, plenty of time to get his second foot down. It's kind of casual about it and costs him another 15 yards. So. I think uh, you know that'll. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just you know careless play and 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 coaching and, and what have you. So um, I don't know. If, I don't know if Dak brings the ball all the way down to to uh, to score there, anyways. But that obviously didn't uh, you know kept them from at least throwing a decent hail mary. Yeah, especially the uh, that last play. I don't know what the hell that play was when Zeke snapped the ball. <laughs> I don't know what that what, what they were doing, so, man. So I would have gotten it if it, if they had put like all the fast guys in, right? And and like, cause it doesn't matter at that point if they're eligible or ineligible. All Dak needs to do is really just throw a quick forward pass, and then you can start the uh, the um, the train there. But you know, you had you had four linemen still on the field on the, you know sitting on the outside. Why not just have one of those guys snap it? And then I don't know, it's kind of stupid, but whatever. Yeah, but I remember I told you I think I felt like they were trying to do like some trick play where. Uh, Zeke will st- snap the ball and then run upfield and then be eligible. Or uh, no, he, he wouldn't have been el- he, he They had to cross the line of scrimmage first for him him to be eligible. So he would they would have had to done a quick forward pass past the line of scrimmage. Then he would have been fine to run upfield. Yeah, but that's saying I think they were trying to do something, some kind of trick play or something where he he's involved and they get him the ball and he uh, pretty much run, runs behind those blockers. They got a lot to figure out as well on that offensive side of the ball. They got to. Figure out figure out some things with that old line, and then uh, I think they're gonna have to go get another receiver, and then they're gonna have to decide on which players they're gonna keep and resign because uh, Tony Pollard is a free agent, and then uh, they got some other guys. Um, Gallup's a free I think, agent, I think too. Yep. Yeah. So Pollard, Pollard and Gallup are free agents. Uh, Zeke, I think, in his last guaranteed year, I think he can be cut for for little to nothing. They mm-hmm. want to. So yeah, you're right. They gotta they gotta figure it out. Yeah, I, I heard he's willing to resign too, but. You know, to remain a cowboy, but we'll have to wait and see yeah. what happens. Yep. Because that would be crazy if uh, Pollard resigned somebody else and they still cut Zeke, and then now they ain't got no running backs. 
But I mean, people people will love to play play with the Cowboys, so I won't be surprised if uh if uh, they they try to swing somebody and get somebody over there. Yeah, and, and I think that is this is gonna be a big season for Dak. I mean, he's he's shown they can put together some decent regular seasons. Uh, and you know, it felt like he kind of got over the hump a little bit on that. Um, you know, first game against Tampa Bay, but but then he kind of reverted to old playoffs at uh, Dak in that game against San Fran. And I give San Fran a little little credit. I mean, they were you know the best ranked defense all year. So. Oh yeah, but that's said, they played. Their defense played good. Their uh, I mean. Your boy Brock Purdy struggled a little bit, but then he pulled it together. Had some, uh, he had about five five good uh, plays that uh, you know helped him move the ball. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we we expected a little slugfest, uh, you know, between mm-hmm. the defenses, and uh, you know the game, game kind of came down to how it looked last year, where you know mm-hmm. uh, Cowboys need to get upfield, you know, to either score or try to win the game. But um, they, the Cowboys did Cowboys stuff, so exactly. The next week we're gonna have the Bengals versus the uh, the Chiefs. Uh, as uh, the great Joe Burrow said, uh, make sure y'all get those refunds out there um, <laughs> for the people that bought the, bought tickets to the to the uh, Bills Chiefs game out in Atlanta. I'm really angry about this whole uh, you know getting screwed over by the league thing, huh? Yeah, I, well, I, I think I think they were more pissed about it that people the NFL was boosting the uh, the uh, Chiefs versus Bills in the in the Atlanta game. For the neutral field game, and not uh, not thinking that the the Bengals had any chance to win. So yeah, no, I, I think they they felt yeah like they had been wronged a little bit by the uh, by the league by you know they, they you know they kind of conceded that game you know who knows what would have happened in that Monday night game but um, yeah being uh, having to go to Buffalo and then you know well first the whole coin flip thing and then you know having to go to Buffalo and I think they had a little chip on their shoulder and, and uh, honestly this weekend I. I think they're. I see. Did I see they were six point underdogs or something? I know. Uh, changed. I think that. I think they're it? like a two. I think they're uh, a favorite now, like by two, two or three points. So that opened it at plus six uh, for the Bengals. They are, um, which I felt like that was that. That seemed like a ridiculous line. But but yeah, I mean, I, I, Burrow's three and zero against KC. He's, he's you know they won they won in KC last year to go to the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, I'm not putting anything past this team. I mean, I think Joe Burrow's kind of he's almost like earning that Tom Brady type of, of respect in the playoffs. You know, he just he gets it done. It's not not always the prettiest thing. Um, yep, but he, he wins. But he wins. Yep. So I mean, we're gonna have to wait and see if it's gonna be a shootout or if it's gonna be a, a lopsided game, kind of how how it was against the Bills. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to forward to it. I mean, that means Burrow will be like five and one in the playoffs, some mm-hmm. crazy number. When did Patrick win his first one? How old was he when he won his first one? Twenty. It was twenty nineteen. Six, right? So he was. I think he was twenty three. So he won the first one four years ago. He was twenty three. Uh, Burrow beat him to it on the age, but nope. So, uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. I think if uh, if Cincinnati wins at all, I think they have a better chance of repeating than uh than the Chiefs. I mean, Joe. I mean, their their team is is. Uh... I mean, they're set up pretty well, especially if, you know, obviously the, the guys on their O-line that are hurt can come back. Yeah, I think the only free agents really are the two safeties, Bell, and uh, I think everybody else is pretty much locked up. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they probably won't really have to worry until, like, next year. I think that's when uh, Burrow, it's time for Burrow to re-up, and then uh, mm-hmm. get to worry about Chase the following year. Oh, yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see, man, uh, between these hey, three good, quarterbacks. Good, good problem to have. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And then on the NFC side, we're going to have the 49ers and the Eagles. Looking forward to this game, man. I'm not going to lie. I think the Eagles are going to pull it out just because I feel like they have more firepower on both sides. But ultimately, I mean, if the 49ers defense can cause havoc, it's going to be a long day for our other Eagles. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I think this, this could – it could give you a ton of points in this game or it could be low scoring. I, I don't know which way it's going to go. I think I think you got two pretty good defenses, so so my guess is it's going to be more of that low scoring type game. But uh, but but yeah, this should be this could be a slugfest down in uh, down in Philadelphia. It's going to be whoever whoever can uh, uh, control the time of possession and not have any turnover, not has a have least the least amount of turnovers. Um, right. We saw what the Eagles did against the Giants. I mean, they pretty much had time of double time of possession than the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. They're running all over the Giants, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing that with. Yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, interesting to see between uh, these two teams. Yeah, I think this this could be a, a good game, though. Yeah, but of the teams left, which two teams would you uh, you think make makes for a better Super Bowl? Make for a better Super Bowl? Yeah, like which uh, which two teams would you would you want to see in the Super Bowl? I mean, I think you can go either way. In the AFC, I think both teams are fairly similar. Probably, a, you know, I'd like to see a KC. Philly Super Bowl, I think that'd be fun. I, I do think it's going to be a Cincinnati San Fran uh, Super Bowl, though. Rematch of, I think it was what, the 88, 89, something like that, Super Bowl. I, I wouldn't mind seeing this uh, Cincinnati versus the Eagles just to see uh, Hurts play uh, Burrow again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that Alabama versus LSU uh, ties going at it. We gotta, we're going to have a lot of good football left with these last two games. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think, you know, the only. The only questionable piece of these last four teams is really Brock Purdy. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been good, but but he's not. You know, I think the other, these other three guys are, are on a, a much different level than him. Obviously, I mean, he's a rookie. He's played what ten games, so there's never been a rookie to win to win it all, right? Uh, oh yeah, but I mean, he's <laughs> Brock Purdy's a Mr. Irrelevant too. So I know, uh, I know. that'd be a greater story. So yeah, it would be a. Uh, it, it would be a great, a great story, you know, getting there. I think obviously the rest of that team is is loaded up, but uh, you know, will the pressure get to him on uh, on Sunday? It's a big, big game for a, for a rookie for sure. But definitely looking forward to uh, checking these games out on Sunday. Yeah, man, only three games left, so we got to enjoy them. Yeah, but then we got uh, season goes we got, quick. We got NFL free agency and we got mock drafts, man. That's <laughs> where the Jets live. <laughs> I mean, in other news, I mean, I mean, because of the offseason, I mean, we're going to have we're going to have the big decisions as far as, uh, you know, new head coaches. I yeah. saw the tech, the Texans were looking at the uh, either the Broncos, the defensive coordinator or the Giants offensive coordinator, which is, I thought was kind of odd. I felt like it was a lot, a lot yeah. of better. Yeah, I felt like it was a lot of better candidates out there. But um, yeah, you, you never know what they're what they're looking for, though. Right. I mean, Kafka was a was a. You know, smart kid from Northwestern quarterback. Obviously, he was was more of a backup in the league for a few years, and and uh, you know, I, it's it's tough. It's tough, right? I mean, you're you're always trying to find that 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 next guy, right? Now that now that you have like a McDermott or a Shane Hand or something like that, they're always trying to find the the next young stud head coach. And uh, at least I feel like in the in the NFL, they these guys take a chances take chances, and they're not just retreading. Uh, now that you remember, I don't know, four or five years ago, it just felt like. Coaches same coaches, yeah. It's the same coaches over and over. At least it seems like the league is changing a little bit, and and uh, you know some of these guys are are, are getting chances. 
Oh, yeah. Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson in, in, in uh, Detroit. He's like the hot name. D'Amico Ryan. As, as a, yeah, D'Amico Ryan's. He's he's a uh, you know he's gonna he's probably gonna get a job here if not this year next year. You know it's just just good to see see these guys getting a chance and not just you know I saw Arizona's interview with Dan Quinn and just like I'm just like what like what are we doing here? Like the guy's a great coordinator. He got that. You know outside of one season in Atlanta, he was an awful coach. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I guess you got to give him a second chance, but man, I, I'd be I'd be looking for I'd be looking for the next uh, Kyle Shanahan if I were. I mean, you might as well just go to uh, the the Washington uh, or the Commanders coaching tree. Uh, that's what they all they had all those freaking coaches on that on that damn staff as like assistants and stuff. Oh, it's crazy. All, all NFL coaches, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, Shanahan, McVay, Zach Zach Taylor. So, oh, uh, Matt, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. Yeah. Yeah. Mike McDaniel is on that staff, I think, too. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I missed out on all these coaches. <laughs> yeah. I had, <laughs> like, I had all these coaches in the house. Yeah. I didn't hire none of them. Just let them all yeah. go. Yep. But, hey, man. No, they lost everything, man. And then outside of that, I mean, you're still going to have the decisions in free agency for. Aaron Rodgers, you know Lamar Jackson. You know, see where Tom Brady goes, and if uh, where, where um, your boy Carr gets traded to. So uh, it's going to be a lot of quarterback swapping as well in the off season, which is, I think is going to make it have a huge impact uh, come next season. Yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I think Carr Carr will be the big big piece that moves. Obviously, Brady. My, my guess is if, if he comes back, it's going to be L.A. Not L.A. Uh, Las Vegas, Miami, or or um, San Francisco. You know, I, I I hear talk of him reuniting with Bill O'Brien and Belichick. I I just I think that that's pretty far fetched, and you know I guess it could happen, but I don't think that that team's set up to to go to a you know with the pieces that that he would want. Whereas I think the other the other three are are, are pretty close. I mean, outside of Las Vegas, I had the ties with Josh McDaniels. He's got some good he got some good offensive players there with uh, Devonte, uh, Darren Waller, Renfro, Josh Jacobs, et cetera. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he got some pieces there, but ultimately, I think what where he goes, a lot of people are gonna go follow to try oh, to yeah. try to win a ring. So uh, we we've seen that happen in Tampa. I wouldn't be surprised or wherever where else he goes, they're gonna try to do it as well. So mm-hmm. then we got the uh, NFL mock drafts coming out. I mean, we got the Bears with the first pick. I mean, they have they have him picking out Will Anderson. That's the uh, top uh, uh, linebacker out from Alabama. Then the Texans with the second pick, getting uh, your boy uh, Young. It's a quarterback, a little undersized, but I mean, uh, very accurate. Uh, then we got the Cardinals. Um, they getting your boy Jalen Carter from uh, Georgia. I know you, I know you love him. And then, uh, mm-hmm. then we got the Colts getting a quarterback, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. And then uh, the Seahawks with the fifth pick, getting the defensive end from Clemson, Miles Murphy. The Lions going with uh, another defensive uh, tackle. From Clemson, Brian Brees. I don't, I don't like that pick though. Then the Raiders getting the uh, offensive tackle from Northwestern. Um, they might need a quarterback, but another way to see. <laughs> and then uh, Atlanta getting the uh, linebacker from Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. They need a court. They need everything uh, over there. So I'm not sure what they're gonna do over there. Then then they got your Panthers, man. They getting uh, Will, your boy Will Lewis. Um, Lewis, yeah, from Kentucky. Big, uh, probably the biggest quarterback in the in the uh, draft. So that's going to be a very interesting one. Then we got the Eagles at ten, getting a freaking t- 
top corner, uh, <laughs> Keely Ringo. It was ridiculous, man. Then we had the Jet, your Jets at 13, the Giants at, uh, I think we're at 22 or something like that. I forget what it was. 20, 25. Five? Yeah. So definitely could see us going wide receiver. Uh, I don't know about, I don't know what you guys would, uh, probably go offensive line. Offensive uh, line, most likely, yeah. Try to beef up that O line to uh, secure that run game with a uh, ball coming back and stuff. Yep, can't wait till the season ends. I can go full, uh, full mock draft. Oh yeah, then we're gonna have the combine soon, so we get to see the people run uh, ridiculous forties. I shouldn't be running uh, a <laughs> uh, freaking ridiculous forty time, and then, yeah. then then eventually we're gonna see somebody get drafted number one. That should have not got drafted with number one, but either way, it's gonna be very interesting to see, man. Mm-hmm. Then on to the NBA. Wasn't too much here. Your boy Shannon Sharp was out there trying to get in the fights uh, against some of the Grizzly Grizzly players. I thought it was funny, man. Yeah, it was, and 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 uh, I heard a I heard a pretty good take uh, on the radio the other day, and they're just like, because Shannon Sharp, you know, had been friends with this this, uh, this um, radio show for a while, and you know, they had him on a couple times. And he was great. I mean, I've, I've heard some of the old interviews, and, and he's been awesome. But their theory is that he's just been like in these like roles now for now what, a couple of years where he's just like fighting you know people debating people on tv every single day and, and it's almost like they feel like it's like changes personality so that he's just like super combative about everything now and obviously he got into it with dylan brooks and then you know t morant came, came over and and uh i mean but but i guess you know good on sharp for you know coming out and apologizing um mm-hmm. because you know as shannon sharp you you can't be doing that i'm sorry yeah, just because uh, you, you're pretty much for a face of one of the top, you know, M shows, you know, morning uh sports shows, you know, which was the reason why he apologized. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, he said he got to do better, but ultimately, I think he was ready to fight, man. I'm not gonna lie, he I wouldn't was. be, I would be surprised if if it, if it got to that, he wasn't gonna throw it out. Um, yeah, idiot, freaking idiot, LeBron, like saying that Shane Sharp is was in the right back, you know, backing him up. Well, I mean, do you, you, anybody that supports you, you got to back him up, especially um, if he's going well, out the other team. I would just don't don't say anything, LeBron. That that works too. Just be like, oh, well, oh yeah, that was uh, it was kind of a kind of a, like a crazy situation or something. That's all you gotta say. But he's like, yeah, oh, but man. but you know he's got to he's got to defend his guys. So um, I mean, you can't you can't be mad at him for for doing that. For Regardless defending of he, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I mean, for defending his guys, whether he's wrong or right. I, I don't I don't mind him defending his teammates. I mean, he doesn't have to defend Shannon Sharp. He could have just just could have sidestepped it. If it's a, if it's a teammate thing, absolutely. You know, even if even if your teammate's wrong, you got to back him up. It's, that's that's number one rule. But Sharp's not his teammate. Like, get out of here. Well, with you, that. He's Team LeBron, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Everybody that's Team LeBron, he, he's going he's gonna he's gonna go to war with man. I mean, it's, it's definitely uh, it was definitely interesting. It made the game more interesting. Looking forward to seeing them at some other games. I'm sure some people are going to try to poke the bear and uh, and see what's going on. So, and then speaking of the Lakers, man, they went ahead and made a trade. They pretty much just got the same players that were on the Wizards and uh, just put them <laughs> on the Lakers. <laughs> like, uh, I they didn't. I, I, like, I don't know what they're doing. They didn't address any of their shooting issues. Their defensive issues. I mean, they still got a uh, Westbrook on the on the roster. Still got a uh, hobbled Anthony Davis. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I felt like this. If you're gonna make a trade, man, you might as well go big. Try to get some players so you can try to win. But, you know, maybe they thought that could help them win, but I mean, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens, man. 
Yeah, I just I I don't know what they're trying to do. To me, that's like they're they're trying to have a, you know an Anthony Davis backup in there that can that can do some of the same stuff, and I think Hachimura can do ten percent of what Anthony Davis can do. And uh, you know, they're just I I, I was I was I read that trade and I was like, it makes no sense. And and like I know Kendrick Nunn had hasn't been as good as they, you know, maybe he was in Miami and maybe disappointed, but I don't know. You know, Kyle Kuzma left Los Angeles and. He's tearing it up in, in, with the Wizards, so I don't know. Maybe it's a <laughs> an LA thing. Yeah, man, I don't know what it is, man. But I mean, we have to wait and see if they uh, if those guys come out and stink it up, or if they make any any kind of impact on the team. But they kind of all p- play the same position, so I mean, I know. how are these guys going to have time to get on the court when you're playing behind LeBron? But I don't know. Maybe they put moving LeBron to more of a point guard, or they're trying to go with a bigger lineup. I don't know what they're trying to do over there, though. And then outside of that, I mean, nothing else really going on. I mean, the Suns, uh, they dropped to the 12th in the West. I don't think they got it no more, man. I told you, I think that window's closed, man. They need, they need Booker, Booker back. I mean, you can't be that bad without Booker, man. I think they are. I do. I think they are. I think Chris Paul Chris Paul's obviously aging aging a bit here, and, and uh, he can't carry the team like he once could. Uh, Aiton, I just don't think, is as good as everyone wants him to be, and... and uh, you know, I can't believe like, I can't believe they resigned him after all that trash talking, and they freaking benched him, and they still went ahead and resigned him. Yeah, I mean, what, what, I don't think they had a ton of options. Not that you yeah, should have traded him, tra- man. I mean, they can trade him. They can trade him now. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like they should have traded him then, because you could have got so much more at yeah, that time. He was maybe, such a yeah. a commodity, but and then outside of that, I mean, we got your Celtics uh, beating up on the on the Miami Heat right now. Hopefully uh, they can uh, hold off and uh, help me hit this parlay. <laughs> Even though it got reduced because freaking Jimmy Button, Jimmy Butler's not playing playing tonight. No. And then uh, that's there's not really much else in the NBA. No, no it's been been quiet uh, here. Getting getting close to the All Star game. Yeah, hopefully we'll get we'll get those lineups out soon. Quiet a uh, quiet NBA uh, stretch. And uh, on to PGA, your boy uh, John Rom t- took uh, first place. Took it down. It was uh, was it eight million? You won? Uh, no, that was the, that was the purse. I think he won. He took home like two, something like two. Oh, two. Oh, okay. Yeah, the big, the big, uh, first big uh, tournaments, the the uh, waste management in, in Phoenix, the first elevated tournament, I should say, outside of the century. But but yeah, he pulled down one point four million. Oh, okay. So not a bad, not a bad weekend. No, not playing in La Quinta, of course. You get to, you know get that nice uh, Southern California weather. Make a little uh, cash on the side there, yep. but uh, yeah, you you called that one. I, I'm uh, I was a little upset you didn't throw the bet on Rom after uh, after last week's podcast. Yeah, man, I just got caught up in stuff, and then uh, man, <laughs> and I, I I was doing it too. I was like in the middle of it, and then I just forgot, man. I never I never went good, back to it. You get good odds on those uh, when you pick the winner outright in those golf tournaments. I bet Rom was somewhere yeah. like probably plus a thousand or something like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, like if you do like a five dollars or like twenty, yeah, thirty exactly. bucks, yeah. depends on who it is. So, mm-hmm. uh, those are good, uh, good, quick ones. Yep. So he, uh, he he took it down. Obviously, played well uh, all weekend. Um, the, uh, the I think the story of the weekend was Davis Thompson, young kid, had five eagles. I think in the first two rounds, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And actually had a had a putt on seventeen to tie it, and it and it lipped out. But he played well. And then you know, uh, but but Rom Rom was the guy, and now they head off to uh, you know staying in Southern California. 
got the American Express this weekend. I believe that uh, at Torrey Pines down in La Jolla. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been there. It's a beautiful, beautiful course right on the uh, the La Jolla uh, hills. There looks right out into the uh, Pacific Ocean. Sits up, you know, a couple hundred feet on the uh, on the cliffs. There, one of the cool, cool, cooler venues they get to play. And then you know, you get the uh, uh, one of those those like wind sailor guys that, that have like those mini. Um, I don't even know what they call them. They get they look almost like go karts in the sky. They they come up. I think it's like the fifth or sixth hole that they 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 just you know they're just like they pop up out of the out of the ocean and and you can kind of see them. It's kind of neat. But yeah, it's a, it's always a you know they play they have the two courses there, the north and the south. Um, they'll play both of them through through Saturday I think, and then Sunday maybe Saturday Sunday they play at the the south course. But yeah, it's a it's another you know again I, I talked about this. I, I really like the. The courses they play on this West Coast swing, they're not like I don't think that they're huge tournaments, but but uh, mm-hmm. you know this one's nice. And then you get the the, the pro am uh, at Pebble Beach, which is always a cool event. And that's the well, that's the that's the uh, uh, one of the bigger ones, right? The um the no, Pebble the Beach. First, the first the first big one or the next big one now is just the the waste management. Oh, okay. Pebble Beach is a, just a regular, you know, one of the regular tournament. I feel, well, maybe I'm thinking about the name. Maybe the name just seems more uh, bigger. Maybe it's bigger than the other oh, events. I the guess cor- the course is a it's a big you know it's a big name course. They have you know U.S. Opens there and all that. But um, no, they they I think they have have 15 or 20 elevated events. I forget the number total. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they really kick off with the waste management and then. Uh, you get into the, the match, Dell match play, obviously the the four majors. So they'll start to kick in here soon, and you'll see. Uh, I think you'll you'll see the the competition ramp up a little bit. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing what's what's going to happen uh, as they get uh, further and further along. And then um, that might be it for sports. Nothing else really um, going on. Time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right. So for today, we have a uh, you know breaded chicken in a, a spicy pepper sauce. Uh, okay. So, yeah, this one was this one was the uh, first time I did this one. It was kind of kind of interesting. Um, so it's a. Uh, have you, you ever had chicken francaise? Yeah. Kind of the, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's similar to that. So you 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 pound the the chicken thin light flour dusting on it salt pepper and then uh you put it in an egg bath um then you 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 put it into the uh pan a little bit of oil you know make sure the oil gets hot put it in there cook it four or five minutes on each side till it really cooks through pull the chicken out and then add a little more oil some garlic get the, the fragrance going there and then add in um some sliced cherry peppers and some white wine and kind of let that um, reduce a little bit. And then actually add chicken stock. This is the difference. The France case would have butter. This one's just chicken stock uh, that's been mixed with a little bit of flour. Pour that all in, um, let that you know mix together, uh, get it to a boil and let it simmer for a few minutes, uh, reduce a little bit and then add the chicken back in. And then you can serve that over you know either a pasta, we did rice, um, but it's a fairly easy meal, uh, and it, it's uh, again kind of on the healthier side. And then uh, it did have, you know, it did have some real, 
real kick to it from just from those, those peppers, kind of hot peppers cooking in there. So it, uh, but it was, it was tasty. And I topped it with a little bit of uh, Parmesan cheese for you, Rich. You can't go wrong with the parm, man. Eh? No. I feel like it's all about the seeds of the pepper. That's what yeah, uh, gives so, it the hotness. So this, is, this, this, these were pre-cut and jarred in oil. Um, the, uh, the cherry peppers, so it had some seeds, but not really like you would get a fresh from a fresh pepper. But they still, you know, for usually I feel like those jarred peppers are kind of toned down a little bit. And these, uh, you know, these these give off some spice still. Yeah, I remember one time I had a, I think I ordered a like General Tso's chicken, and I just bit into the the um the pepper. I could not taste mm-hmm. or feel my tongue like the next day and a half. Yeah. I was like, what kind of pepper was this? <laughs> and then uh, what would you guys drink that down with? All right. So we uh, this week I got a uh, ginger seltzer uh, from okay. it's from Green Man Brewing uh, out of Asheville. Uh, so I actually went up to the brewery, a uh, cool little place um, kind of in the downtown area. Kind of yeah, decent, decent outside patio, the nice view, um, kind of a cool place. But uh they have a beer or a seltzer called I think it was the ginger oh please the uh, gingers have soul so it's a kind of a you know that quick that that uh youtube video the gingers have no soul video oh, okay um, and then the the yeah uh, the, the the ensuing south park episode where they you know give give all the redheads a hard time cartman uh but anyways uh called gingers have soul um it's a it's a ginger just a ginger seltzer and they add uh ginger juice some fresh thai red chilies um you know clocks it clocks in at 4.5 percent again not not too shabby uh but man it was i'll tell you what easy to drink i had you know two of them right away in in, in no time it was tasty if, if you like ginger you'd you'd love this uh for sure uh, definitely so, have to check those out yeah, it's light. It's it's easy to drink, um, and they have it on tap at quite a few places in the in the Asheville area. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably give this one an eight point one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, something I could see myself, uh, you know, kind of you know drinking a drinking a handful of for sure, without without it with, without issue. So I hope I hope, the, I hope those are not no sleepers though, because sounds like that drink is too good. You be drinking like four or five, and then all of a sudden you are at like twenty, then it hit you. Yeah, yeah, it could. You know, there there, there was a you know a beer um, called Ginger Libation that was kind of similar in in that respect, um, but that was an eight eight or nine percenter. So you kind of you kind of you know, had two or three you stood up and you you were feeling it. This one I think would would be a little more dangerous because, like you said, you you could probably you know especially on a hot day smoke down a few of these. Five or six, and then yeah, he could that number could rise quickly. Oh man, I gotta be got to pace myself with those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, that's JD's bites and brew, everybody. And then uh, not too much on the BRRs this week. Still going to uh, the typical shows. Uh, Last of Us, another good episode. Some great information on the type of uh, mm-hmm. mon- monsters we're dealing with. Um, it's pretty much like different, we get to see some different levels of the monsters, uh, just based off the video game. Um, so we get to see like the second, second and third stage of the, the monsters. They mentioned the fourth stage ones. Um, those are the harder ones that 
Uh, they're going to be fighting through the series as they have like more armor and stuff on with all mm-hmm. that uh, like fungus. And then, um, I mean, I mean, overall, it's a good show, man. Um, I can't. I, I was kind of upset that it was over, like when it went off. I was like, "What? It's been an hour." I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, it does seem to fly by. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's how you know it's good, man, because you're like in the story. You're like, "Oh, wait, wait. How, how many minutes got left?" But I mean, ultimately, I hope. Uh, I don't know if they're doing like six or eight episodes, but it's a good show, man. I can't really complain. Uh, I haven't played the game, but from every everything I read or heard, everybody said is the it does a good adaptation of the game. The only thing I hate the girl, man. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, that's how you know they're doing a good job, man. Oh, the uh, the, the kid. Yeah, the little kid. Like, yeah, she's a pain in the but ass. She, yeah, that, but I mean, that's what she's supposed to be doing. Um, right. Not making it easy, but I'm sure she'll have a grow. This, you know, it'll be a growing pains as she, you know, we go through that, go throughout the series. She becomes better at certain things and uh, realizes it's uh, not all about her, so to say. You know, it's not really a game uh, kind of series. So I'm right. definitely looking forward to uh, uh, seeing what happens. It's like the Mandalorian all over again when you think about it. Kind of, yeah. yeah. He's a he's a, uh, he's a mercenary. mercenary yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I feel I feel like, again, he's like a mercenary. He's like... You know his his uh his his job is to get this girl to the uh you know well first it was to the state house and now it's to apparently Bill and Frank who we will we'll, I'm guessing we'll meet in the next episode you kind of saw him on the preview yeah um, but yeah trying to trying to get this uh this girl who's been you know bit now multiple times and does not uh you know is immune so we'll see thought, yeah we'll see how this, this all plays out I thought that was cool how they communicated how uh. They're like went through the ground through like through the fungus like yeah, all the other funguses yeah. and they, and they call them so yeah. um i think that's yeah i mean that's 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 a, a whole different uh even though it's like still walking deadish let's say i don't say zombies are m- way more uh sophisticated they have than a, the, yeah, they, they have they, they still kind of have a brain they just can't they can't see they can see, hear yeah. and they can feel but they can't they can't see yeah, so it's definitely gonna be uh, interesting, especially when I see when these uh, you get to see the other ones, the final form of them, because uh, the ones where it had like the stuff like coming off their face, that's like the second form, and then the mm-hmm. ones that are like uh, they can't see, that's like the third form, and then the final form, they kind of like have that stuff all over them, where it's mm-hmm. like their it's like armor. So, right. Then we had uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Did you uh, get get to see that one? I didn't. I, I watched the first episode. I did not watch the uh, second episode yet. Oh, okay, because uh, second episode is getting spicier too, man. Yeah. Some some stuff goes some stuff goes down. Uh, so because they're gonna try to um, they they come up with the plan to try to uh, create some order uh, amongst the community. I don't want to give it away, but you could you could already tell this is about to get crazy uh, in the next few episodes. Uh, based on what happened in the second, but I like the direction they're going in. Uh, they, they're getting they're getting the drama going. I'm still a little upset about this guy, the guy who just walked out of jail. Um, what is his name? He's just uh, Milo. Yeah, when you see him in the second episode, you're like, what? But I don't want to give anything away. But outside of that, everything else is great. Because I feel like I'm also feeling like he's like unnecessary. He's not really doing anything. 
But uh, we're going to have to wait and see, man. Yeah, but apparently he wants, like, everyone in that town dead, right? He wants to kill everybody. Yeah, but that's what's like, when you see him in the second episode, you, you got to kind of get thrown off. Um, okay. But, I mean, we have to see what he's up to, what he's plotting. Because uh, I'm sure it's going to be uh, uh, something uh, worthwhile. You can't just walk out of jail and not do anything. So, And then we got uh, Your Honor. I mean, another good episode. Uh, a lot brewing on, going on. I can't. Uh, I was I was mad at the the kid, man. Like you can't go, you can't go away to school when you drawing yourself shooting people, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that didn't seem like a very smart thing to do, um, especially when you're supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, on the lamb there. Yeah, the teacher's like, "Well, that really does look like you." He's like, "No." <laughs> She's like, did you burn down the house? No, I escaped yeah. the house. Yeah. But I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, um, you know, how they, how they, how they're going to plan on him, you know, infiltrating the, uh, the family to, uh, try to lock them up. But ultimately I don't think he is because, uh, his, his grandson is there. So it's, 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 it's very interesting, man. There's going to be a lot of, uh, moving parts. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he obviously doesn't know he has the grandson yet, but uh, but, but uh, I think we're we're getting there. But yeah, I think uh, trying to see how this will all, you know, what, what's all going to play out here. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, you know, you know, we haven't seen the end of uh, Eugene slash Justin. Uh, which one is that, Eugene? The the kid, the kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna give himself up, man. Like someone, like he's gonna make it obvious that he, he's him. Um, that he's gonna get caught. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of little uh, side stories as well that I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. between the rival gangs as well, because you know it looks like they're up to something. And then uh, the mayor, because you know they're trying to get him locked up. It just, it's just a. Uh, it's going to be fun, man. Hopefully, uh, I mean, they've been doing a great job with the show, so I can't complain. Yeah, yep. And then uh, I checked out Tulsa King. It's not bad, man. I'm on yeah. uh, like episode four with uh, your boy Sylvester Stallone. I'm trying to compare, trying to see what, what can I compare it to. Um, there's not really much I could compare it to. It's a little bit Mayor of Kingstown-ish. Okay. Um, I mean, minus the jail stuff. Even though he, the main character, you know, just does, uh, he just did 25 years in jail. But overall, it's not a bad show, man. Um, right. Something you could check out when you get some time. All right. Well, then, outside, stuff. then outside of that, checked out uh, Megan. I thought it was going to be corny as hell, but it actually wasn't, man. It was, uh, it was one of the most recent well out, well thought out, like, um, um, killer movies that involve like some kind of like doll robot type type of deal. It was good, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably probably give it like a seven seven point five somewhere in between there. It was good, man. It, it wasn't. Um, I definitely didn't it, think it was gonna be that good. Yeah, it wasn't like I was saying, it wasn't corny. Where like it did have some like funny more like a few funny moments because like she sings at random times, mm-hmm. uh, but which is kind of like. It's like sick. It's like sick, uh, funny, so to yeah. say. But I mean, ultimately, yeah. like, there wasn't there wasn't any scenes where like it was like, oh, uh, that was unbelievable, you know, based off yeah. the story. 
I mean, the the story pretty much made sense. It's like the it started off kind of weird with the with the girl's parents, but then ultimately, you know, as you you know go through the story, you see how she builds the doll. Everything was like everything made sense as far as like the story, like how how she turned and pretty much all this other stuff. Definitely, if you like uh, thrillers and stuff, definitely check it out. Like I said, it did have a few funny moments. Ultimately, it was a good movie, man. I can't lie, man. Nice. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if uh you know they continue with the franchise, or or not. And then uh, I think that's pretty much it. I know they uh announced some of the Oscar nominations. It wasn't really anything I seen that was uh good. I know they nominated uh Top Gun, but Tom Cruise didn't get nominated. And then uh, Angela Bassett got nominated for uh, Black Panther 2, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't really see. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of uh, that's been the trend. But nice, nice to see Top Gun get a, a Best Picture nominee. Uh, but yeah, that I feel like I, I look at those lists sometimes, and it's like can I most of the time like recognize the at least the 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 actor actress ones, mm-hmm. that, but I I hadn't seen the movie or didn't know the movie existed. Yeah, I know. I know the guy from uh, that did uh, the what was it Elvis movie? He got nominated a bunch of times. Um, I don't really care too much for Elvis. I'm not gonna watch that movie. No offense, but yeah, uh, all the other movies didn't see things that would pique my interest. But I'm sure it's great acting or you know a great story, but just not my realm of tea. Yep. Then uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until the next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out. Be on the Sports Sidebar podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>